One percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percent Podcast, where we focus on bringing on guests to help you improve one percent daily. One percent pouring into yourself so you can pour into others, whether it's optimization, mindset, leadership, you name it, NBA players, we're going to bring on the best of the best to help you. And today we have the best, literally the best in the nutrition field, walking planet Earth, in my opinion, Max Lugavere. He's a filmmaker, health and science journalist, and the author of the international sensation New York Times bestselling Genius Foods just dropped, which is coming out in March. So check it out on Amazon right now. Getting it in March is his new book, Genius Life. Genius Life. It's all about living the ultimate lifestyle, not the nutrition alone, but everything together to bring you the happiness, the health, and to put you on a path to be able to succeed at your highest levels because there's nothing more important than having your health and having having a grasp of it. Max just does an unbelievable job of of showing this message and he's appeared regularly on the dr oz show rachel ray the doctors cnn nbc nightly news the today shows new york times people magazine ted you name it max has been out there so if you want to learn what it's like to live the ultimate lifestyle me and max dive deep into it but not just that we talk about the way he has pivoted his life how he has gone from this filmmaker to now a health and science just expert and it took some time and he had to take a risk he had to take chances it wasn't all just laid out in front of him given to him max made this happen he believed in himself did not care what others said and he made it happen and we go deep into that type of mindset that it takes the mindset that max has to become a new york times bestseller become this this vision this person that everyone looks to and the way he does it so so authentically it's not about him it's not about him making his name big but it's how he can give to others and that just resonates and he's and you'll see it through this and if you follow anything that he does as you absolutely should max is one of the most authentic people real people that i know you're going to enjoy this podcast i loved it i've listened to it multiple times back max lukavir one percent podcast buckle up here we go and here it is chili pad chilitechnology.com these guys are my favorite not just because their product is amazing and chili pad actively manages the body's temperature to deliver a magical deep sleep great rem makes you feeling like you've woken up just fully rested and recovered to attack the day but the people they are I know them well, and they are some of the best people that will care for you, make sure that you are absolutely getting the most out of every night's sleep. And think about it, too. You're going to save a ton of money just because you don't have to turn the air conditioner down to 60 degrees. This chili pad or the Uller, it's going to regulate your body's temperature to sleep in the cold. Cool sleep is magical sleep. And luckily for you, they're great friends of mine, and they've given me a code to give you a super discount. DNBball25 at checkout gets you 25% off the chili pad. DNBball10 gets you 10% off the Uller at checkout. Go to chilitechnology.com. All of this will be linked in the show notes and start sleeping like a baby today. Uh, is it, so you were saying Taylor Swift is introing me on stage? Yeah, and, you're playing for and Taylor Swift. I come you're out. the opening act. This is your th- like this is your opportunity. The pyrotechnics are they're blown. Are lit up. Yeah, We've everybody's here. Ah, yeah. The dancers. are We out. want Taylor, and if she loves Max, and we love him too. What does he got for us? And so I come in on like a harness from the sky. I would imagine so. I drop in. Yeah. And I've got my guitar in hand, and I start singing about micronutrients. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. Mitochondria, micronutrients. That's what I'm into these days. Yeah. A little alfalfa sprouts, something like that. I love music, but it's, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to work it into my current repertoire because I'm very serious. About, you know, I take very seriously my work and like health and nutrition and writing and all that stuff, but I'm also like, I love to play and sing. And Which one do you like better? You got to choose. I. You're on death row right now. You have to choose. I mean, I would say that I definitely love the writing about health. Um, I mean, I love it. I just can't, there's, I'm so lucky and so, you know, privileged and 
you know, the feedback that I get from people all around the world from, you know, who've, who've had their lives, you know, affected by my work, like, I wouldn't trade that for anything. But, very uh, true. But I got to admit, like, I mean, I love, I love to sing and I love to play guitar. And that's, that serves another side of my, of my, you know, my psyche and my creative yearning, you know, it's, it's a, it's a more sort of personal uh, expression. And it's something that, um, it's, yeah, it's something where like the, you know, my, it, it allows me to compete with myself because singing is something that you, you are always improving at. Same with the playing of any instrument or any practice, really. I mean, yoga, yeah, whatever, sure. whatever it happens Basketball to be. Basketball shooting, which you're getting exactly. much better at. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I don't know. I don't know. You told me. I want to take a lesson. But we're going to do it. when We can all line it up with Crosby and, yeah, we'll do it. I'm looking forward to that because I suck at sports. I'm, like, not an athlete. Not an athlete, but you're in good shape. So you are an athlete. Technically, you're an athlete. You just haven't put the skills applied to certain sports to become a specific athlete. Yeah. I'd say you're an athlete. Because I, because I work out, and I'm, I'm good at working out. Yeah, I bet you're fast. I bet you're quick. You've got, I mean, you've got good muscle tone and everything. Like, you're an athlete, but it's just like anything. Like, I yeah. could be a good guitar player, but if I never practice it, then no good. True. So you got it in you. And that's a good thing, too. With, with shooting, you'll yeah. see. This lesson, you'll get so much better because you don't have the bad habits already. That's true. Yeah. I noticed that I was able to, like when Crosby was telling me certain, like giving me certain tips, I was able to iterate right there and I wasn't stuck in any one like preconceived pattern, Yeah, which is good. And I wasn't that terrible. I mean, no, you shot it straight. You got yeah. something going for you. If you shoot it straight, you got a chance. Like when I first, within the, for the first five minutes of my shooting, every shot was like an air ball, but I got better really quickly. There you go. See, that curve is going to be so much more quicker. Yeah. How about the question with playing music, guitar, compared to when you have two things that are so great? This is like we were talking about before before we got on here. How much is that an actual, I mean, an actual struggle for you? What, playing music, juggling the two? Juggling the two. Like, which juggling one do you pursue two. harder? Because, like, you are, I mean, very modest, but you are the top nutrition person that most, a lot of people will turn to. Like, that is, that is your mantra. That's who you are. Thanks, man. I, I, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, it's really difficult. It was a big sacrifice for me to have to put my music on the back burner back when I began this, the, the, you know, my health journey. Um, it was the health journey was something that I felt pulled to do yeah, in a very yeah. strong way because of what I was going through with my mom. And it was a different, um, I, I mean, it, I, I truly feel like it's my life. That's my life's purpose to, to read and to inform myself and to and to continue to understand to the best of my ability what it means to live a healthy life today in in, in the year 2020 and then to digest that and to assimilate it and then to you know spit it back out into a way that is practical and approachable and accessible to others. I think that's like that's my my purpose yeah. um, to help you know to help others. But that being said, I mean I just I love music and. When I graduated college and even, you know, midway through college, realizing that I love music and storytelling more broadly um, is, the, is the reason why I didn't end up going into medical school, which is when I began college, I was pre-med and that's what, uh, that was the path that life, I think, had, you know, th that was the path that I saw laid out before my eyes as a freshman in college. But then I realized that I was, you know, that I had these artistic sensibilities and I began to play music and I began to experiment with filmmaking. And yeah, I mean, when I, when I started to put out content in the health realm, I realized that you have to like, to, in order to be successful at a thing, you have to do that thing. And you have to do that thing as the only thing really yeah. um, that you're doing because there's this, there's this saying that a person who chases two rabbits catches neither. And I was essentially chasing at least two rabbits at the time. I was, you know, reading about health, and I was I was trying to um, become uh, more influential in that regard because I knew that I had the ability to help people. I was also kind of struggling with the remnants of my career as a TV host and as a TV presenter, having worked for Al Gore and that and mm -hmm. his TV network, Current TV, for so many years. That this was like, you know, in about 2010, 2011, and I also really. Um, was somewhat accomplished as a musician. I mean, I, I had taught myself to sing and play guitar, and I had amassed a number of songs, and I actually, like, mo the vast, 
99% of people who are following me today don't know this, but I actually recorded exactly. an EP in, in 2010 that I put out, a short album of songs that I had written. It's called One Year Later. You can find it online. It's amazing. Um, yeah. One Year Later, we're pumping that out. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can find that. My, I used to gig. I was like playing out in Los Angeles quite a bit. And my, my claim to like the, the pinnacle of my musical fame came when they started carrying my album aboard uh, Virgin America airplanes. Dang, you were playing yeah. on Virgin American airplanes? Yeah, you can like travel oh my the U.S. on Virgin America, Richard Branson's airline. I'm going to be honest, you took the wrong career path. That's I mean, amazing. no. That's kidding. I, um, but it was amazing. Yeah, you could board the airplane. My, my album, it was like right there because it was alphabetical. It was like in between like Michael Jackson somewhere and then like Matt and Kim and all the M's. And then there was like Max Lugavere. You just got your sa- your name in the same sentence as Michael Jackson. Whether it's insane, whether it's good or bad, you just you got it in there. Yeah, somebody, an executive, stumbled upon my music. So cool, and enjoyed it and put it's it. It's a on. really cool. It's a really cool accomplishment. Yeah, but but I had some some limitations as a musician for sure. In that I it wasn't you know like I had other plans with my life. Like I didn't right. just want to be a musician, and you really have to to make it in the world of music and sports, I'm sure, and any of these like career areas where it's just there's so much competition, there can't be a plan B. The minute you, a plan B emerges, so you're, good. It's, a, it's a handicap. So good, yep. You have to be completely all in, relentlessly consistent with what you're going after. But to me, I see you as someone like you are not afraid of taking on a challenge and you're willing to make a pivot as being filmmaker, going pivoting into complete nutrition, like, was was that struggle difficult when you had to make that change? Did you ever foresee being able to do this like you're doing this now? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it was a big uh, risk and it was scary. And uh, I, I, you know, spent a good number of years. It was like, I mean, at least two, three years of my of my early thirties where I didn't know where the money was gonna, you know, was coming from. I had dramatically cut Stuff. my living expenses. Um, I moved back into my mom's house. I was like 31, 32, uh, with the intention of, of spending more time with her. Because for listeners that don't know, I mean, I, I began this health journey because my mom got sick. She yep. developed dementia, and I was living in L.A. at the time, doing all the music and all the creative stuff. But I just couldn't bear the thought of spending another minute without understanding what was going on with my mom's health. And so I put everything on the back burner. I moved back to New York. I moved back in with my mom. I dramatically cut my living expenses and I didn't actually have a, like I didn't, people, I think when you look at successful people, uh, you, I think you expect them to have had a roadmap of sorts, but sure. Yeah. I didn't have a roadmap and I didn't have a precedent because it's not like I was going into a career with a pre etched out, um, really good job title you know like it's i mean even to this day i struggle to describe you know in a in a concise way what it is that i am or you know people ask what are you or what do you do yeah uh i just wanted to be close to my mom and and i was obsessed with health and and research and i was vigilant and dedicated and relentless with the research and i started to put out content online um almost as a means of I mean, as much as it's related to science, it was very much kind of an artistic expression. It was a way for me to sort of um, offset some of the pain that I was feeling, you know, gotcha. with, with the fact that my mom right. was not well. And it ended up um, leading to a number of interesting opportunities where I was able to talk about my, my findings and my, and my learnings. And I started to realize early on in the process that, uh, that I had sort of an aptitude for understanding and explaining science in a way that was um, accurate. So it wasn't like going beyond the science. It was an a- I was able to describe the science in a way that was an accurate representation of where it stood, but also in a way that was approachable to people. Yes. Stop you on that point. That's huge. Abs- like you're very uh, – people can relate. People can relate, and you put it in a way that scientists and doctors, they'll go down so many – rabbit holes and different things, but it's easy, easily digestible, for lack of a better term, for what for the information that you provide. Yeah, I think it's I think that's important. I mean, people are not well today 
you know, there, there's not this epidemic of sickness that we're seeing when you look around due to a lack of information. I mean, the information is out there. Yeah. You yeah. can go to any bookstore. I mean, like, I'm the author of a health book, right? So I should be saying that my book is the one book. <laughs> the truth is, if you were to follow, you know, any number of these diet books that you see on the bookshelves at your local Barnes & Noble, like, they, they're all going to work to help you lose weight, you know, probably feel better. Because, I mean, they're all kind of saying a different permutation of what is essentially the same thing, like cut the packaged processed foods, right? Um, so people have this information. They, we have access to the internet now, which is amazing. So it's not, it's not for lack of information that people are not well. It's just that people, don't, people aren't motivated to do it. They don't really understand the consequences of their actions when they you know, load up on the kinds of foods that, we're now, that, that now typify what the standard American diet or the SAD diet is. So, so that's, I think, where, where I came into the picture. It's that, yeah, I was delivering information, but I was also delivering it in, as, as you said, in, like, a unique way. Absolutely. You know, that I wasn't yeah. this guy in a white coat, you know, this old dude who's talking about diseases that no young person ever thinks <laughs> that they're ever going to get, you know. Here's, yeah. like, a guy who's, like, wearing a T-shirt, and he looks like he works out, and he's young, and he's got pigment in his hair, <laughs> and he's talking about dementia. Why do I, why, I mean... Maybe there's something here that like I need to be paying attention to, and so, yeah. So I mean, I'm just super uh, grateful that like whatever whatever those circumstances were, you know, it's allowed me to help people. Um, because I mean, God knows, like we, we people need that. Yeah, yeah. And you're one thing that I would label you as is very genuine. Like you're not going to BS anybody. Like I like how you do it, as you tell people if. This is something that you're promoting or something that you dislike. It's just really genuine and really real. And in a, in a world that there's hardly anything that's genuine and real, that definitely stands out. Thanks, man. All right. So let's go back to you made that pivot. You made that move. Okay. Now you're, you're, you're seeing some people responding to you, seeing some success in it. When did you realize, like, okay, this is, like, I can really do this thing. Like, I'm going to write this book. Like, this is, this is my jam. I think it all started to click for me when I got invited to go into the Dr. Oz show for the first oh, time. Nice. You know, a lot of people pitch themselves to get onto shows. Like, yeah. it's just kind of, you know, what happens when you have a TV show. You, you get there's this influx of requests from publicists and, you know, who knows. But um, I actually never in a million years would have thought that I would have been on the Dr. Oz show, let alone one of the most frequently recurring guest experts on the Dr. Oz show. But uh, in about, I think it was 2015... I got an email from one of the producers, and they wanted me to come on and talk about this documentary project that I was working on, which um, I had done a Kickstarter for. And it was a documentary about uh, the prevention of dementia. It's the first, and I'm still working on it today, but it's the first ever documentary about uh, dementia as a potentially preventable condition. And they had seen the Kickstarter teaser. They invited me on to come and talk about it. And they they didn't know that... um, I wasn't just a documentary filmmaker, that I had logged hundreds of hours in front of the camera and that I was, you know, putting out videos on YouTube about the topic and whatever. So when I finally, you know, had this incredible opportunity, it was like setting up, I don't know anything about sports, but like setting up a great baseball player up to that, you know, like who had never had the opportunity to before. Right, he just got called up to the major leagues. Yeah. He's got his at-bat. The bases are loaded. This is his chance to shine. All he has to do is make contact with it. He's going to be on the team. And he just hits it out of the park. And he hits it out of the park. Yeah. Bigger than, yep. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Yeah, good analogy. So that's pretty much what I did. So they they had me on the show. I was so well-versed and steeped in the topic that (laughs) that I I went on. I was able to talk about it in a way that, like, the ratings – you know, they, they, you know, allegedly were very good for that episode. His audience really liked me and they had me on, you know, 50 more times. And so that's when I started to realize that, that there was a need that I was fulfilling and that I should really, um, run with it. Not only because it could, it was like, I was seeing myself help. I was talking about such big, important ideas that, you know, ideas that were, as big in my mind as any, you know, that absolutely, yeah. that, you know, that anybody was talking about. And, um, and I was reaching a huge amount of people. So I, I mean, right there I was, I, in my own head, I was like, I'm helping a lot of freaking people. I better run with this because I'm going to be able to help more people. And eventually, I don't know how yet, but eventually I'm going to be able to probably make a living doing this. And so I just kept doing it. I kept, you know, I kept my expenses low and I just kept putting out content and, and doing more research and reaching out to more people um, and bridging, you know, connections and, and 
connecting with people whose work I respected and, and, and connecting that way. And um, eventually I just, you know, more and more opportunities started to present themselves and I started to make like a little bit of money here and there. And, uh, and then, you know, I had the opportunity eventually to write a book and that was probably, that's probably, you know, one of the biggest accomplishments and my, you know, one of my proudest accomplishments to date. What I like to see uh, is really cool about the book is that book is a, definitely a game changer for people. And it's been out for what, two, two years, three years? Almost, yeah. Wow. Two and you still crazy. see it, like, I still see it following your Instagram that's popping up in different countries, different countries yeah. are bringing it in. Like, it's one of those books that has just transcended for a long time. Yeah. Like, more than even the accomplishment of writing a book, like, that's, that's the big accomplishment. So, here's the question Well, when you have success, when you find success, it's one of the hardest things to do is to continue to have that success, to have that same motivation, that mindset drive, to continue like like you did when you were you didn't have the income coming in, you had to make that pivot. It's basically like you're working, you're working for your next meal. Like how do you personally keep the same type of mindset, the same type of person that drove you to be who you are to, today? Like how do you keep that going? Do you have any mindset things that you do? Um, like tricks or tactics, tactics, strategies, strategies. Like with NBA players, I like to de- deep dive into their mindset because everything, everything at, at the core is based on how you perceive something. What what is your approach? What is your perspective? And how do you stay driven? Like, how do you wake up every morning ready to just crush the day? Man, I think I just you know I think about the fact that that there's just so much work left to be done. I mean, nice. I, I see this on great on Instagram all the time, like the misinformation and the and the confusion and the pack, the fact that people are still struggling. Honestly, it's it's the misinformation that really drives me crazy. It's it's what I you know I get a kick out of you know, confronting it you know often because yeah. because I do think that we live in a time where pretty much anybody can can create a platform for for themselves. And that's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, look, it's allowed somebody like me to create a platform for himself, right? Um, but on the other, it and because of the way that this that social media algorithms work is that you can be you can be batshit crazy <laughs> essentially and 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 start putting out content that you believe is right and however well-intentioned you may be, if it's wrong, you know, that content is going to reach people and you don't know who's on the other side of the screen, you know, reading that stuff. They could be people with a history of eating disorders. They could be people who are morbidly obese. They could be people who are morbid, who are, who are you know, underweight and, and need to gain weight. They could be people that are, um, that have a medical condition that, you know, so there's like um, people with access to healthy food, people that live in, a f- in food deserts in the United States. So, I mean, no doubt. you have to be kind of cognizant of all, all the that. Midwest. I grew up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm actually going to be in the Midwest in a few weeks. And, Don't uh, tell me Iowa. You're not going to Iowa. No, Michigan. Ooh, okay, that's Michigan. Pretty, yeah. pretty bad. Um, especially this time of year, it's going to be cold. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I just want to um, prevent further harm from happening and help as many people as I can. So that's, what's, that's what motivates me every day. Thinking about my mom, thinking about the fact that my mom was so ill, and she was just so, it was, she was so unfortunate in her health. And I think that in many ways she was a victim to uh, misinformation from, um, you know, the, the marketing to come from the food industry. Absolutely. Or the fact that media does such a poor job of, por- of, you know, portraying scientific findings. And the fact that the medical system is just so, can be so myopic and short-sighted and, uh, ill-equipped to handle the kinds of complex chronic conditions that that most people are now struggling with. You know, these are not like infections and, um, you know, cases requiring emergency care. I mean, these are like conditions that are the result of our diets and our lifestyles, and the system is just very poorly set up to adequately respond to those sorts of conditions. And so I just want to help prevent uh, what happened to my mom from happening to I mean, others, people that I care about, yeah, but just people, yeah. people generally. Right. Man, it's so good. And, and in doing so, in that passion, you've built a brand. You're very modest, genuine. Like, you just have that vibe, that aura about you, which is great. But you have built an enormous brand. Do you find struggles in that? Like, I've, Everybody that's building a brand or a company to get yourself out there, to promote yourself, to social media, do you find any struggles in that? 
I mean, I would say, I mean, there's definitely some hard parts about it. Uh, or know. even like worrying about what's coming next. Like with the second book coming, do you find? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I'm very, I'm, I'm so pleased and I'm so lucky that I get to do, that I have built a, a platform and that I get to do what I love. But yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, you're, the bigger you get, the more um, criticism, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of. Yeah allowing to enter your 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 purview and so you know i'm a human being and i for better or worse i like to read my comments you know that i get and uh you know sometimes you'll read things that are not very nice and you know oftentimes they're not nice they come from you know especially me because i promote an omnivorous diet i'll see a lot of not very nice things being said from vegans that come out and attack (laughs) you know but they're personal attacks they're not just like attacking the science yeah 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 you know, they're like, who the fuck are you? You know, you're not even a it's doctor. Like, you're, you're, that's you know. a religion, though, so that's why they're attacking it. Mm-hmm, 100%. Um, and so they say, they can say not very nice things. I mean, thankfully, I've got a pretty solid constitution, so it doesn't really, it, it doesn't ruin my day or anything like that, you know? But Yeah, for um, sure. But in that moment, you feel a bit, uh, you, you know, you feel like a call to react, you know, like in an emotional way. It's like, you know, your amygdala at work. It's like, oh my God, there's like somebody, you know, somebody calling you out. And then, then you'll get other people who are like, who just demand a lot from you and they don't realize that, you know, they're, <laughs> they're not self-aware enough to realize that like, that there's a lot of asks on your time and attention. I mean, like the most common question that I get is, literally it's like not even a fully formed sentence with punctuation, but it's like your what are your thoughts on blank? <laughs> I get a hundred of those a day, right? Through yeah. email, through text messages, through DMs, through comments. What are your thoughts on? So everybody's asking me my thoughts on, a, on any possible, on every possible topic that you can imagine. And there's just no way to, yeah. you know, and some of those people get irate when you don't respond to them. Right? Uh, yeah. And I'm very impressed with that too. So I, I'll have people reaching out to me about basketball stuff a lot, but you're on a much bigger scale. So I can only imagine like you're getting hundreds 200 people reaching out to you and being a person who loves to give and cares for people and wants to see the best in people and help people like that's gotta be tough like that's a bird like i feel the burden of feeling like oh i gotta answer this guy i don't know this guy from anybody but hey i'm gonna give up some time with my wife or my friends to answer this guy like where is do we feel a a need (laughs) to owe that to people it's also like some people are are asked they ask questions you know the uh, the kind of question where you know the answer is very clearly either going to be on my Instagram feed or in my yeah, book, you yeah. know? And it's like, I'm, it's like in my book, you know, like I, I give so much for free, you know, and I'm, I love that. I'm happy to do it. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing myself in any way to be able to do that. Um, but it's also like, if you're going to ask me about like what oils I think are best to cook with, like that's a question that I've answered a million times, like on my feed, <laughs> in my book, like just support and pick up the book. please. Yeah. You, you, it's it's interesting like that is if someone's going to reach out, you better come with something really good, something new, something that looks like you actually put in some time than just yeah. trying to just be generic and BS. And can we talk about the new book? Yeah, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. What are your thoughts on the new book? The I'm new book. Kidding, I'm just kidding about that. That's the, that's the broad question of the thoughts of the new book. Question, yeah. But yeah, just give me a general outline of the book. I mean, I... I've loved it. I've read it. And Thanks, man. I'll be honest, I think it's better than the first one. Damn. Well, thank I you do, for that. Because it's a whole lifestyle. Yeah. And that's what, that's what nutrition, I mean, nutrition is just one small thing. Yeah. The, the lifestyle you live. I'm so happy that you've said that. I'm very, very proud of it. It was, a, it was a difficult book to write because I wrote it during the time in which my mom was, was diagnosed with pancreatic yeah. cancer. And ultimately, you know, she passed as I was writing the book. And it was really difficult. Um, but... I'm very proud of it, and yeah, I think it's it's at once it's a broader book because it covers so much more than just nutrition. I mean, I do talk about nutrition in it, in sort of my latest and and most refined thinkings in terms of in terms of diet, but it's also it goes into circadian biology, which is yeah. our relationship with time and light. It goes into intermittent fasting and time restricted feeding, um, calorie restriction, and what we currently know about how to activate pathways in our body related to longevity our relationship with nature. So it's very, it's very um, broad, but it's also very, it's a lot more concise than Genius Foods because it's, you know, I think my goal has always been to make the science actionable. Yes, so, that's, yeah, yeah, sorry, you do. Yeah. Absolutely. So in terms of, in terms of like 
the takeaways for the audience, I think it's um, it's it's a lot more focused on longevity, on how to get your body into the best shape that it can be in, because so many of our current you know conditions are related in some way to either metabolic dysfunction in the body, whether it's prediabetes or type 2 diabetes or obesity, which now kind of tend to occur in tandem to the point that both are now being referred to as diabetes. Um, but uh, insofar as you can avoid that or help shift your body to a healthier um, body composition, bolster metabolic health and things like that, you're going to stack the odds in your favor in, in the you know, potential prevention of so many of the chronic diseases which are now affecting people, whether it's Alzheimer's disease, dementia, heart disease, cancer, autoimmunity even. Um, so, yeah, it goes broader than, the, than dementia prevention. It goes broader than just nutrition, but it's also more concise in that it's really focused on the little things that people can do every day that are going to add up to big health wins. Bingo. That's the point you just said. It's broad, but it's very detailed. Like what I see in this book is it's a blueprint to how to live the ultimate lifestyle. And at the end of the day, that's that's what we're all trying to do. And it can seem super overwhelming to live like say you gotta do this or this, but you do a great job of breaking it down, making it seem easy that you can do. And like you said, it's just day by day steps. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. And it's also like, I mean, there are a few things that you can do that are you know, in, t- in terms of, like, the hierarchy, for example, I would say that sleep is probably – making sure that you're sleeping well is one of the most important Absolutely. things. Yeah. Were you a Game of Thrones fan? Yeah, I never got into it. I don't get if, – if I miss the boat on something, I'll never get into it. You Snapchat, never, it. never touched it. Interesting. Too late. Yeah, I'm right now watching a show that I'm way late on. What is it? Uh, Walking Dead. Oh, no, I never got into that. Never got into that. Um, yeah, it's about zombies. I don't know how into zombies yeah. you are now. Yeah. The morning show. You ever seen The Morning Show? That new Apple TV oh show? Oh, my gosh. It's good? Oh, unbelievable. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, check it out next after you don't hear zombies. Yeah, the zombie show. I mean, there's like literally like 12 seasons. It's been going on for like more than a decade at this point, so it's like endless. Um, but so I make a game of th- – you're not going to all try to uh, try to explain the, the metaphor. I use a Game of Thrones metaphor. In Game of Thrones, there's uh, this horde of zombies, and they're all led by this one chief head zombie. His name is like the Night King. And the it's kind of an old show, so I don't feel bad. It's not a major spoiler, but nah. if you um, you know they all the 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 character the, the human characters they're always struggling because they try killing these these walkers these zombies, but they keep popping up over and over again. They just there's like no winning until one of them until one of the humans I forget who realizes that if you kill the Night King, if you kill the main guy, they all die. So. I use that analogy in the book when talking about sleep. Nice. If you work, if you optimize your sleep, if you're a poor sleeper, if you're not, you know, optimizing your sleep opportunity every night, if you're getting shortened sleep, by focusing on that and by sleeping better, it's like the equivalent of killing the Night King, where everything else in your life becomes, all the other little modifications become so much easier. Like, take dietary change. Dietary change is like the most difficult thing for your average person to do. To, you know, we bring to every meal years of cultural conditioning, you know, taste, things like that, preference, personal preference, um, and not to mention the fact that our hormones dictate in many ways our, our inclinations um, with food. But if you optimize your sleep, dietary change becomes that much easier because when we're underslept, we tend to crave more of the things that we know are not good for our waistlines. Um, so it's just crucial. Sleep is a Tough. master hormonal regulator it's crucial for brain health it's important to keep trim and healthy i mean on one night of shortened sleep people tend to consume about 400 calories the following day which is you know you stretch that out uh, stretch that out over a week it's a week of undersleeping it's 400 calories a day additional it's a pound of fat a week that you're putting on your waistline without even having to think about calories or what it is that you're eating just sleep better and your weight becomes that much easier to to yeah, manage. It's the foundational point for literally everything, like you said. It's always funny to me when people are saying they're getting up at four a.m. or three thirty and they're grinding and like, yeah, like you, you you can't get anything done efficiently if you don't have sleep and if your brain's not functioning. Everything revolves around sleep. When I work with my NBA players, it's the first thing. When we optimize, the first thing we'll look at is how is their sleep. We'll track with the O-ring. We'll have competitions on who gets the most deep sleep or REM. Like it is 
literally, and you can see the drastic change in their performance just by based on that alone. Yeah, it it's makes amazing. sense. I mean, it's it's crucial for like evolution wouldn't have designed us to spend a third of our lives sleeping if it right. wasn't critically important, yeah. right? I mean, when you sleep, you're you know insanely vulnerable to predators. To I mean, you're just you're unconscious, right? That's a major point of vulnerability for any animal. Why would why would there have been such a major short sight on the part of natural selection? Well, it's got to be that sleep is, you know, that, that it's doing something good for us. Yep, absolutely. Naps are the best thing ever created too, man. Naps. Power naps, 10-minute power naps. You ever close your eyes for just like 5, 10 minutes? I'm not the good best. at naps. It's the best. Is it? Yeah. I think you just don't but think you don't actually go to sleep. No, not really. No, you just like literally close your eyes, 5, 10 minutes, huh. recharge. Got the whole second half of the day like a like a brand new day. What I do is um I I now have like a foam roller and I'm obsessed. I just like roll out on the floor. As is... as your nap? You fall asleep no, on that thing? Not, no, it's not a nap, but it's like whenever yeah, I mean I Oh guess, to energize you, re energize you. Yeah, kind of. Like you get I feel like I get stiff working around my computer. I yeah, think that's yeah, one yeah. of aside from my little hundred dollar get to lately that we were talking <laughs> about, I think a twenty five dollar foam roller is one of the best investments you could ever make. Foam rollers are amazing. You ever roll down a softball? No. Oh. Once you go to something harder than a foam roller, you can't go back. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's like a like a literal like, softball. Uh, like a softball or one of those foam rollers that have the jagged oh. edges in them. Oh, wow. Rock your world. Give really? you some bruises the first time, but after Damn. that, you go back on that thing and yeah, you have no idea. I got to try it. Try it. Check it out. Yeah, so anything else you want to talk about on the book? I'm going to... Link to it in the show notes. I'm going to buy a bunch of them and send them out. You're the man. Like, not even just for you, but it's, it'll help people, so it'll make me look good, too. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, what can I say about it? It's, I think I talk about, so, I mean, where it diverges from Genius Foods, Genius Foods was the ultimate uh, nutritional care manual to the human brain, and it, very, it was very much focused on dementia prevention. Um, this book, it's really about, as I mentioned, it's shifting your body to a healthier state. Um, because the brain is influenced in so many ways by the health of the body. Um, so I talk about exercise science and what we know about that, um, you know, ways of, of getting a more efficient workout in, ways of uh, boosting blood flow to the brain. If you are, you know, perhaps a desk jockey, you know, and you're sedentary for most of the day, which being sedita- sedentary for an extended period of time literally drains blood from your brain. So the book is going to serve as an antidote to that. Uh, it's... But it's also, you know, more so than about just dementia prevention. It's a book about extending your health span and your lifespan in general. So my mom, I mean, even though she struggled with dementia for seven years, what ultimately took her was cancer, which is something that I had not had prior in my family history. So, I mean, that was just another curveball, and it occurred while I was writing the book. So I was thinking, you know, just as opposed to when I was writing Genius Foods, in writing The Genius Life, my brain, I was like trying to conceive of what it was about my mom's environment that became so toxic that she had developed these two conditions, right? Under my yeah. very nose, like just what it was about that. I mean, I think in many ways, my mom was a canary in the coal mine for the, you know, the Western, modern, post-industrial way of life. And I think it's 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 sad, but the fact is that we live in an environment that has become toxic in many ways from yeah. from the food supply, from the industrial agrochemicals that we're exposed to on a daily basis to even, you know, beyond what is used in our in our food supply to, you know, heavy metals that are in our homes to plasticizing compounds that we're exposed to, you know, on a on a near constant basis. Many of these chemicals we've been exposed to for the entirety of our lives. So I talk about all that stuff in the book and uh, I think I give people a pretty clear roadmap in terms of how to um, right the ship and to kind of do a, a purge and a detox and to get you know get back on the right path towards health. Yeah, yeah. Y- you do because it's it's so hard for us in our everyday life to avoid those type of things. If you don't know how to avoid them, you might know what they are and those types of things that causes all the toxins and everything but if you don't know how to avoid them if you don't have the how the action step the how people aren't going to do it yeah and that's what the book does a really good job on in all aspects giving you a giving you a how like i love people that talk about the whys and everything like that but it's the hows how do you actually take these things these things that people are talking about and put them into action you do a great job with that yeah i mean 
for example, I mean, one of the things in the book, like when talking about these plastic compounds, there's a lot of, uh, I'm a big tea drinker. Like I enjoy like a nice herbal tea, but a lot of these like fancy teas where you feel like you're spending, you know, they're, they're a little bit more expensive and you feel like you're getting a higher quality tea. They come in these plastic tea bags, right. which new research shows that these plastic oh, tea bags actually leach billions of nanoplastic particles into your, into your cup, which you then ingest. And these plastic compounds, I mean, they're everywhere. If you look now at most of the sea salts sold around the world, most commercially available sea salts are contaminated with microplastic. If you look in the guts of nearly any fish, you know, in our, in our vast and beautiful oceans, they, yeah. they nearly all have little, you know, tiny bits of plastic in them. So it's just, it's like pervasive, and this plastic is now ubiquitous in us. It's hard to believe, but this plastic is not inert either. It's, it's messing with our hormones it's affecting our brain function. It's affecting our sexual function. It's affecting our fertility. It's affecting that, Jeez. you know, the development of our children. And, um, and so, like, that teabag example, it's something that, like, we don't think about this kind of stuff, right? Because, like, we just kind of accept what's in our modern environment. Yeah. And we assume that everything that we're surrounded with and able to purchase freely in the free market is just innocent until science <laughs> proves it guilty, right? But I'm like, no, Okay. These newfangled industrial creations, whether it's medicines or supplements or, you know, and not to say that I'm living in a cave or like a caveman either. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, I partake in the trappings of the... You're in L.A. We're in, L.A. in L.A. Yeah, of yeah. course. But I think it's just, it's important to kind of just shift the way you think to just be a little bit more skeptical of like these kinds of compounds to which we are routinely exposed. Another example, and I give tons of examples in the book, but... Dental tape. You know, flossing is great for you, right? But dental tape, which a lot of people use because it slides in between your teeth easier, not only is less effective than actual dental floss, but it's made with Teflon. <laughs> Teflon is another compound yeah. that is, it, it's, it acts in the body like an endocrine disruptor. It affects Jeez. your system of hormones, which basically guide everything. So these are all the kinds of things that I think we ought to think about. And they're the kinds of things that I started to think about when my mom developed this, this rogue cancer that took her life. Because... You know, I, I'll never know why she developed it, but I mean, certainly um, spending her whole life in New York City, you know, and not really knowing all that much about this stuff. You know, she, she never read health books or anything like that. She was just your average woman. Um, I think it's time to, to inform the average person in a way that, you know, just makes them a little bit more, uh, you know, armed for this kind of stuff. And I love your passion. Yeah. It's, Dude, it's awesome. Thanks, man. And that's why you're changing people's lives. Okay, we're going to jump into some rapid fire, throw you on the hot seat as we finish up here. Oh, man, let's do it. Whatever comes to your mind, hit us. Do you have any favorite mantras or mindset quotes that you live by? Oh, you could choose your favorite quote that you plaster up on your bathroom mirror. Um, I probably have a few, but the one that comes to mind, I don't have like a daily mantra that I like repeat to myself, but, um, the one that just, uh, that just, um, popped in there first was the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Love it. I think that's a really important so one. So good. Um, I'm generally pretty, uh, diligent and, um, you know, I, I try to, uh, imbue my 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 work and my interactions with people and everything with i do with uh you know the, the best I, I try to give everything the best effort that i yeah, can you for know? sure so whether or not it's great I, I i like to leave every conversation podcast tv appearance you know book or everything knowing that i've done the best that i can yep given my circumstances at the time maybe i was you know feeling a bit fatigued that day and i didn't do you know, my absolute best, but I did the best that I could under With those given circumstances. circumstances. Yeah. That's great. Do you have any just go-to things that you do through the day that whether it's a hack or something like that, like an ice cold shower every morning when I wake up, like I've, I've got to do it. I just love it. It makes me feel alive. Yeah. I know there's benefits to it. I could, I mean, sure. There's probably some fat burning benefit, but that's my thing. Do you have any one, two things that are just like, I got to do this is my I'm doing this today. Man, on a daily basis, I definitely love um I mean I love cold immersion. I love saunas yeah. like those are huge yeah. parts of my life, but uh I don't I don't do them every day. I would say um I would say I mean movement and exercise for sure. Exercise uh 
specifically is just massive. I mean, I'm I'm religious about my workouts, but even if I can't get to the gym on like a travel day, I'm making sure that I'm just, you know, trying to, I'm, I'm getting in as much non-exercise physical activity as I can, which is what, you know, is described in the literature as just walking or yep. um, even if it's pacing or, uh, you know, playing music, just anything other than sitting on the couch <laughs> and watching like, you know, reruns. Yeah. Basically. And just, we should, just we should, movement. We should probably be moving while we're doing this podcast. Huh? We're sitting here on the couch. We should probably be going to like an Aaron Alexander squad or something like that. Or I know. But, um, let's shift a little yeah. bit here. All right. What does what does legacy mean to you? Not necessarily the terms of what people think legacy, like a billboard type thing, but what would leaving a legacy look like to you? I think it means knowing that you've lived your best life. Um, Bingo. Yeah. I mean, knowing that you've that you've given it. Your best, you know, that that you, I mean. Yeah, I think, you, I mean, it's the same as your quote, too. You're gonna just re- goes by who who you are. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say no yeah. regrets, but you're going to have regrets. Yeah. I think it's it's human to have regrets. But can you fine. live with your regrets? Yeah, I think you've got to yeah. be able to live with your regrets. And to just be able to say that you did, even when you do something that you regret, you know, um, maybe that choice was the best choice that you were able to make at that time, given your circumstances at that time. Um, there's no such thing as a sure. bad choice. You know, yeah. every choice that you make is the right choice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and sometimes not making a choice is the right choice. So you just have to, I think, yeah, that's what it is. It's do, it's do your best. Like, you know, when I go to sleep every night, um, you know, I, I think to myself, like I look over the, I look back on the, you know, the prior 24 hours and I say, you know, is there, did I phone it in anywhere did I, you know, did I send an email that, you know, didn't express, you know, gratitude in the way that, you know, was most authentic to me and that relationship? Um, did I, you know, did I, that was I, did I show up pr- as prepared as I should have been to that podcast, you know, to show respect to that podcast interviewer? Love it. Um, did I, you know, there's just like, there's a, there are a million instances. Um, but you really just want to be able to kind of walk away from every situation. Um, you know, resting easy that you've done that you've done your best. And I think that's a big reason why you have had a lot of success and why people can, I mean, resonate with you and enjoy listening to you because you do give your best no matter who it is you're talking to, whether it's somebody that hits you up on Instagram or something that you have no idea with, you're going to try to help them. And that's amazing. And it's just innate in who you are, which is, it sometimes can steal your energy and steal your time. But at the end of the day, you'd rather be that way than the other way. 100%. Okay, what's next, man? I know we got the book coming out real soon. Uh, any more gigs? You want to play us a little jam? Oh, man. You were rocking play earlier. Play you out, play you out. <laughs> I did a little bit of, yeah, one by you two. And then I was singing some Muse. I love, I love Muse. That's like my favorite band. Um, what's next? I'm just, you know, I got my podcast. I'm looking forward to having you on it. Sweet. Which is, which is awesome. That's Beautiful. also called The Genius Life. So the book is The Genius Life. The podcast is The Genius Life. Make it, make it really easy for you. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just kind of like looking forward to deepening my impact, meeting new people, learning more, um, challenging my assumptions. I'd like to maybe find a girlfriend this year. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> you will. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It comes when you're not looking for it. Yeah. You got to pick You got to pick your non-negotiables, though. Yeah, I know the list. Did you ever yeah. read a list? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was telling you that. A list. Wow. Top five things, and they got to hit them. Wow. It can absolutely hit like, it. I'm living proof of it. Damn. I mean, I, I know a lot of smart people who are in successful relationships like you. They all say the same thing. Yeah, write a yep. list of the non-negotiable things that you want in a significant other. Yep. And if the girl you meet doesn't hit all five of those, on to the next. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've started to do that, but I kind of got sidetracked. <laughs> commit to it. Figure them out. Yeah. Sweet, man. Appreciate you big time. Last question we got for you. What does a one percenter mean to you on this one percent podcast? What does being a one percenter mean to you? You that. have the shirt. You've rocked the shirt. Yeah. So you're already a one percenter in my eyes. Damn. I like the question a lot. Um, somebody who's just like not, you know, somebody who goes against the status quo and is willing to take risks and to, um, yeah, somebody who's who 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 has a noble aim and is willing to, despite all the odds, go boldly in that direction. That's a one percenter. Uh, and that noble aim doesn't have to be this lofty ideal, like you know, changing the health of the world. It could be you know, putting 
putting higher quality food on the table for your children. You know, that could be a, that's a totally amazing uh, aim to have. But you got to you got to you got to take that and you've got to like hold it in your heart and um, and yeah, let that be the rabbit, you know, Just circling back to the beginning of the conversation. Person who chases two rabbits catches neither. You got to find that rabbit, that noble aim and just freaking go. You know what you just did there? You finished the loop. Close the loop. That's what great comedians do. Really? There you go. Yeah, the oh. greatest comedians always do that. They start a loop, you forget about the loop, and then at the end, they, they close, close it up. It, yeah. Gosh, beautiful. Okay, Max, you're off the hot seat, off the 1% podcast. Really, really appreciate you coming on, all that you do for people, the friend you are to me, and uh, let's go smash some magic spoon. Let's smash some magic spoon. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Thanks, David. Thank you so much for listening to the 1% Podcast. Seriously, it means a ton to me. Time is the most valuable asset we have, and you are spending it with me. Thank you. And thank you for being the light you are to so many people in your life. Remember, no matter where you are or what you do, you have the chance to change someone's life daily. A smile, just listening to someone, even the smallest of small things, can change someone's entire perspective on life. Impacting one person's life can impact millions. And if you have a quick 30 seconds after this podcast and could leave a review, that would be amazing. That helps me to be able to continue to bring on great guests to this podcast. But if you don't have the time either, no biggie. Tell a friend, tell a family member, share this with someone you think could benefit from listening. And if you want, post what you learned from this episode up on Instagram. Tag me at davidnurse5. Because each month, I'm going to pick a winner from the people who leave reviews and tags on Instagram. I'm sending them super swag one percenter gear. And I'm also going to be sending out my first book, Pivot and Go, coming super, super soon. But it is on pre-sale today, right now. You can go get yourself a pre-sale. Be one of the first with a discounted price. Check it out at davidnurse.com or go to Amazon where you can search all books all over the place and you can order it there on pre-sale today. Remember, the best gifts are gifts that can change someone's life. Thank you so much for being who you are. Feel more than free to reach out to me on Instagram at any time. I answer everyone back. I am always here for you. Have a great week. And remember, pour into yourself 1% daily so you can pour into others 1% daily.